0: And welcome to Resolve, an afterplay show. This is an after-show for a role-playing game that does not have an actual play, where we tell you all the details of our game so you don't have to listen to it. Hi, I'm Sammy. I'll be your host. My pronouns are she/her, and I play Asiri Amoli, the Hope of the Abyss. Joining me is my wonderful co-host Alex.
1: Hi, I'm Alex. I use he/him pronouns, and I play Moogle Avatar of Alexander Smog, who also uses he/him pronouns.
0: We are joined today by Carolyn. Hi, I'm Carolyn. I use
2: she, her, her pronouns, and so does my character, Pony. She is a miniature horse who is not, in fact, a unicorn. We are also
0: joined today by extra special guest star, Michael.
3: (laughs) That makes me sound so important. (laughs) Hi, I'm Michael. I use he, him, or they, them, and I am the extra special guest star, I guess. I was Ska Bone, who is basically a sentient trombone.
0: Alright, welcome. Thank you for joining us today. Now that we're all here, Alex, why don't you tell us about the actual play?
1: Previously in a feat, Worldcore enters the pyramid and finds Skabone in a lounge to the bottom floor. With his help, they navigate traps and win a musical battle on the way to the top. They play up to the cameras which broadcast their exploits to a crowd outside the pyramid. In a confrontation with the piano, Steinway, they lose track of Symphonius. At the top the party rejoins with Eupharo, Theremin, and the Triangle Children and plot to move the Soundcloud inside but winning over the hearts of the people. As they move to confront Stradivarius, Symphonius teleports to the top of the pyramid and sends out a musical burst, pushing himself to the top of the billboard. Stradivarius joins World Corps and their allies in a musical battle against Symphonius and the Soundcloud. In the battle, the Triangle Children evolve into tubular bells. After the Soundcloud and its billboard dissipate from the party's redirection of musical energy, Symphonius forfeits by leaving his side of the battle floor. Behind the Soundcloud was the World Core, which Asiri grabs in a more abyssal form. She also implants remnants of the Soundcloud into a television in the lobby of the Pyramid. Asiri passes the World Core to Tau, and at their touch, it flies to the portal in quarter note.
0: Well, before we do a deep dive into this session, let's chat with Michael a little bit to get to know him a little bit better. Michael, how do you know us?
3: I know all of you from our college Pokemon club, Poketech. Alex was running it when I joined, and then I think I was running it when you guys joined. So Pokemon bringing the people together. I was your advisor for a semester. That too, before you moved away.
1: What is your history with tabletop role-playing games?
3: I have done a bunch of different campaigns with you three specifically, I've done most of them, but not all of them. I've done two different Pokemon ones. I can't remember. Pokemon Tabletop Adventures, I think. And then the other one was... I can't remember, but I did them with you, so you should know. Was it United? <laughs> <laughs> and then I've done two full D&D campaigns. And then Vampire the Masquerade last year.
2: Yeah.
0: I was just about to say, we have the Tuesday group together again.
3: <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. And I guess besides that, just like random one-offs and homebrew shit all the way back to like middle school. So, you know, I've been doing this a while. I'm 900 years old, so I'm better <laughs> at this point.
1: You are also secretly a vampire.
3: That's true. <laughs> I guess that's my history with it. I mostly have done it as a player. I've done a little bit of DMing and like the one-off stuff, but not in like a long form campaign.
1: So I actually have no idea how you were roped into play Scott Bones, So how did that happen?
3: I just got a message from Dan. He's like, hey, do you want to be this character? Like, are you able to play interstitial? I'm like, let me just make sure that I can do it. And then I'm down. That was basically it. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's not that exciting, I guess.
2: <laughs> it was a pleasant surprise for me. I think Dan told us like only one or two days before the session started that you'd be on, Michael.
3: He first approached me. I'm looking at it now on May 23rd. Oh, my wow. God so it's been in the works for a little bit not that i've like done anything between that and when it started
1: (laughs) (laughs) we did remark when scott bone came up as an npc like we should just have michael come and play this character so i'm surprised that just actually happened
3: it is a character like very suited toward me at least like in terms of yeah what the character is like physically and all of that
2: he's a trombone he plays ska
0: that's Michael.
3: I played the trombone for like, Jesus Christ, like 18 years at this point. And I haven't actually played Ska myself, but I am a Ska enthusiast. I did spend a little bit of time last night doing some skanking. Not a lot because I'm extremely out of shape. So doing it for like two seconds was like killing me. But (laughs) I went to the Bad Time Records tour. A a living trombone who likes Ska, I'm like, I don't really need to play a character. That's kind of just me. (laughs) So... The only difference is that (laughs) because I didn't really have a good idea of how I wanted to do it. So it was kind of coming to me as we went. And I'm like, what if he's kind of like, like a playboy and I'm like causing problems and stuff because he has so many like jilted exes. And I'm like, that's not me in real life. I'm like, I'm like, not that exciting. (laughs) I don't know. I guess you could call me like the Meryl Streep of interstitial. So (laughs) (laughs) I made it believable. Maybe. Probably not.
0: I love the the pure (laughs) chaos.
3: (laughs) I didn't think of that beforehand, but as we were going, I was just like messaging Dan. I'm like, can I do that? And can I do this? And he's just kind of like, yeah. So he he was a very good sport about it.
0: Let's get into the meat and potatoes of what happened here. We uh, enter the pyramid, y'all, and we run into our titular ska bone here.
3: That's me, the
1: titular. For those of you who might not, oh, Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> for those of you who might not remember, the last time we were in Ska Bone, we were just running past him because he gave us a fashion check that was good to go past him in the pagoda, and
3: didn't really get to say much. So nice that he decided to follow up with us. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of bold that you would consult a ska fan for a fashion check. I don't know
0: what you're talking about. Checkerboard is where it's at.
3: It's true. We
1: also had the most horrendous outfits possible. And he was like, Hell yeah, brother. <laughs>
3: exactly.
2: I need to get a replica of Pony's rhinestone cowboy hat so I can wear it while I'm on camera in the sessions. I will turn my camera on
0: for that.
3: Nice. Really brings you into the character. It I does. Feel. It really yeah. does. It's like doing a dress rehearsal for a play. Yeah. Can, like, really getting it.
0: I tend to wear my sea creature jewelry when we play games. So. When we were doing Vampire, I really like
2: wearing my makeup from work when I was playing Artemisia just because I was like, ooh, my mascara is so sharp, it can kill a man. <laughs> Artemisia could kill a man if she had to.
3: Yeah, I was not dressed milfully when we did Vampire, but I kind of felt it anyway. You know, maybe next time. I
1: do sometimes shrink down a bit when playing characters because I tend to play characters that are much shorter than me. Definitely did that as Lucinda do it a lot of smog, because I think smog in some way has a Napoleon complex. <laughs> I definitely get that. Doing physical things to get into character. Oh yeah,
0: I'm like crazy into body language. Like I'll grab the table or like lay slightly and do weird shit with my hands. I can't help it. Skabone starts leading us through all the traps and tricks of the pyramid. Mm.
1: Was there any special reason that you and Dan decided that Skabone is hanging out there? Not that I know of. Okay, yeah, it was I... just like, you need to play
3: Skabone and be here. Yeah, basically.
0: Which is a correct call because it's fun. It's fun. Yeah.
3: I liked doing it. I had fun. I'm like taking in this campaign through Osmosis because I'm not participating, but like I see your updates and been listening to the podcast when I can and just following along. So it's kinda it's it's you know, it's different to be like in it. Mm -hmm. I think it's a lot it's a lot of fun. I'm curious now, where are you in the podcast? Did you get to Smog's playbook change? So I'm kind of terrible and like whenever I remember it, I'll I'll like listen to whatever the recent one is it's not like in order that i've been doing it <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> the that. worst
0: possible way to do it i love it
3: <laughs> oh no yeah it's
2: like me catching reruns of anime on toonami and i'm like whoa when did unuyasha get this power
3: <laughs> <laughs> exactly oh i love that It's so chaotic i feel like i've just been living chaotically lately and i'm trying to like pull it in a little bit but <laughs> get to neutral get to neutral
1: You get us through the easy traps that are at the bottom. It seems like you've been there before,
3: Skabone. But then we do
1: run into one of your
3: exes. First, we encounter Susan, who is part of an elite group that does R&B. And she's she's a little bit mad at me, which, you know, kind of deserved, I think. But
1: (laughs) (laughs) Apparently something happened with Skabone and Susan's sister.
3: Yeah, just like a classic mix-up situation. He thought it was Susan, because they look very similar, but it was not Susan.
2: Are they twins?
3: No. <laughs> we established that all of those instruments, which I've already forgotten which one
1: Susan was, are named Susan.
0: Susan is a bass guitar, and there's hi-hat, and then there's whisper. Hi-hat obviously being a drum kit, and then whisper being a saxophone.
3: With plenty of opportunities for me to talk about how careless. <laughs> but then I didn't, and I accidentally did it for a different character. <laughs> They're a fun group they were all good friends at one point but things kind of got weird between him and susan and so you know they kind of have to back her up because they're on the same team
1: yeah we have a very long conversation about how children are made in this world because Scabone asks how the kids are and we're like oh we've only heard of one other person have kids here and they don't want to tell us what's going on so now we need to unload all our questions onto these other people
0: I love how this is the point of fixation for us in this world. This has consistently come up throughout the game <laughs> once we reach this world.
1: Because all we have really understand so far is that they're pulled out of the sea of sound. Yeah. And we haven't actually gotten much more than that in this conversation, except that apparently it also involves sometimes multiple parents.
3: But only sometimes? I mean, it's a very private situation.
0: To be fair, we, we basically came in and was like, how do you fuck? Like that's not an invasive <laughs> question.
1: Yeah. The guys are straight up asked yeah. if they had genitals and they yeah, like true. I don't know what those are. Show me your genitals. <laughs> <people Yeah>. burning.
0: <laughs> I can imagine we're a little off putting sometimes.
1: A Siri use that conversation's cover up to cast a magic and yes. trap them in magical darkness.
0: I love you, Magical Darkness, my best friend. It was an excellent sneak attack. Which is what Assyria probably specializes in, to be frank. And they cannot see where they are. I don't know if these things have heads. They don't need to talk about what the instruments actually look like so I can work that out in my mind. Whatever they perceive the universe with has been clouded in darkness, so they have no idea where they're looking at or what they're going through. Of course, this instigates a fight, so we're going to do a musical battle... A Siri begrudgingly convinces Symphonius to join our side using the perfect phrase, which is, I guess you weren't the hero I thought you were.
1: <laughs> if the title didn't have to be something about and that probably would have been it. Like, oh, yeah. that hurts. <laughs> you could see Dan just like working through that in his head, too. He's like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Because we-, we all know that Symphonius was. Always gonna be the last person we fought yeah, at the top. Like, absolutely. He's the Pokemon rival. Of course Dan doesn't want to have that person on our side ever, but a series said the exact right thing.
0: I know <laughs> how he ticks. I figured him out. <laughs> and I was like, ooh, this would be funny. And <laughs> <laughs> it was series working through some of her more matronly aspects. The mother wants you to do your best and succeed. And sometimes you just have to say the right thing to get them to get off their ass and do it.
1: I'm trying to remember if anything particularly special musically happened here. I know this was like one of the few times Smog actually played his fucking flute as a flute in the music Which battles. Is
0: hilarious. <laughs> We've been through this entire world and you haven't used your flute as an actual flute until now.
1: I think I did it once maybe, but I, I've been mostly trying to do
3: different and new things each battle. That's fair. This is around the time when Asiri was doing a little bit of uh, gaslighting of Symphonius. (laughs) (laughs) I'll definitely give you it back. You'll get your bubble back eventually. Don't worry about it.
0: And She gave it back.
3: Eventually.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's what's important. She wasn't lying to him. She can't lie. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. And she was making that promise in earnest, too. She's like, if you help us at the top, I'll give it back to you.
3: And
1: I guess jumping forward to that moment a little bit he was technically helping us You're right mm-hmm. we were using his energy
0: yeah
1: from the, I, you from know, the metal I, to direct to the soundcloud. cloud
0: yeah you put it that way
1: <laughs> yeah unfortunately the other side was just not having a good day i think one of them maybe it was hi-hat yeah. just demolished himself red glows all around be like that Scabone had to drop in some red glows to power up some music at some points, but Dan was managing Skybone's rolls and just having you full RP mode.
3: Yeah. I like doing all the rolling and stuff, but it was a little bit nice to not have to worry about that, I think. Just goof around.
0: Yeah. Plus, Dan would have had to like, take the time and teach you like the mechanics of the system anyway, which I feel like neither of you had a chance to go over.
3: Yeah. Not even a little bit. <laughs>
1: no. <laughs> I don't think I would ever want to do this for a full campaign, but I think it would be really funny to have a kind of crunchy game where all of the players are full RP and the GM is crunching all the numbers in the background. Like they only have any systemic information if they absolutely need it, like a spell list or something. I think that would be very hilarious. Like a
0: blind roll game. Yeah. Wow. We basically demolished them. I can't remember anything really exciting happening in this fight we did outnumber them severely
1: yeah it was mostly just susan glaring at Scott bone that was great that was
0: like choice (laughs) delicious energy the sexual energy of this trombone is outstanding
3: (laughs) even if i myself am asexual i've been surrounded by enough trombone players to know how they talk and Mm -hmm. behave so that's what i was kind of trying to channel
0: sometimes things are just true
3: (laughs) sometimes things are just true (laughs) I did not know any of this. Yesterday, someone said urethra in like one of the discords I'm in just as a joke instead of Eureka. My mind immediately went back to like freshman year of high school when the low brass section would just say that in the crowd and be like, one, two, three, urethra, and everyone would just yell it. Yeah. Because that's what, that's what trombone players are like. That's true. (laughs) Oh my god.
0: (laughs) The amount of sexual innuendo I learned upon joining my high school low brass was incredible.
3: Trombones in particular, but most instruments like lend themselves very easily to innuendo and puns. And
0: are you familiar with fingering and flutter tonguing?
3: Using a mouthpiece, using a spit valve.
2: When I was in color guard, we would joke that we were dancing with our poles, so we were pole
1: oh dancing. God. Yeah, yeah. I have a quote directly from Scavo here to Susan. You haven't buzzed a mouthpiece this good since, have you?
0: <laughs> and she just blushes and turns away.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Ugh
0: tender, juicy. Tender. I want to know more, but I also don't. Almost voyeuristic here.
3: <laughs> it's okay. My long-form Skybone fiction is coming later this... No, no, no I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> You're gonna find some NPC to ship Skybone with and write that fanfiction. I don't need to pick one. I have all of them. And
3: probably it'll be Paw. Oh, okay.
0: Stop it! Why do you keep shipping Susie's dad with people? It's a problem. <laughs>
3: Look, Skybone is not one to turn down a good delf, you know.
0: but if you do anything to hurt Susie, I will destroy you.
1: Susie needs another parent.
0: I don't. (laughs) Mm, I don't know about that. That, That's really presumptuous.
1: (laughs) It is great that we now have Susie and Susan too. We caused some confusion when we're talking about Susie later. Absolutely. How important is Susan going to be moving forward?
0: We're never probably (laughs) ever.
1: Yeah. Unless we touch back with Scott and Scott has something
3: to say about Susan. <laughs> Dan hasn't said anything about doing more Scott but <laughs> I don't really have a life, so I...
2: <laughs> Would you be up to, like, voicing other NPC characters? <laughs> you could be, like, the Tom Kenny of our podcast, where you're just, like, a <laughs> background character.
3: God, I wish I could be like that. Um, I don't know, I probably could if, if Dan is, like, up for it.
1: Join the game as another connected, but more true to the yeah what the playbook is asking you to
3: do <laughs> i don't know if i could join in that in depth because like it sounded fun and all but like when it started i was like i can't dedicate all my time to doing this but yeah every once in a while i can do it so from this musical battle we head up the stairs and scabone has less of an
1: idea what's going on up here
3: yeah starting to enter some unfamiliar territory he wants to be helpful but he can only do so much
0: I like how Dan played into the traditional trope of a pyramid having like booby traps and false floors and whatnot. That makes me extraordinarily happy.
3: I was kind of hoping he would lead you into an area where they sell like fishing supplies and things like that. Like the Bass Pro Shops pyramid. Oh
0: my god.
1: (laughs) It's very dark in there, but there are rails of pulsing pink light to keep you on beat. So it made me think of laser tag.
0: Oh Ooh. I haven't been the laser tag in, like, at least seven years.
3: It's been a long time. I think it was before I moved to Virginia. I think it, it's it been 14 years
0: for me, probably.
3: Yeah. When you said the pulsating pink light, my first thought was, like, that Mario Kart track Electrodome.
0: Oh, yes.
3: Mm. I don't know why.
0: My brain went to Crypt of the Necro Dancer because it's a pyramid but a crypt.
3: I gotta pick that up again. I've never played but and
1: I did Cadence of Hyrule Co-op.
0: It works perfectly because we're in a musical video game.
1: Did Dan explain that to you? Because I feel like there was a point where he stopped and was like, oh yeah, this whole world is a video game,
3: Michael. And then kind of went on. I mean, that was when I found out about it. But also, <laughs> um, I feel like that was enough explanation. I feel like I got it from there.
1: <laughs> oh, there was this point early on, and I don't think Dan stopped at this point, but you mentioned using slide grease. And I think that was you starting to do the like innuendo stuff. But legitimately, slide grease was like a video game item we used early on to toss, like, a banana peel in Mario Kart to trip people up. Oh my god. Yeah.
3: I didn't know about that until literally now.
1: So that's why I was like, hey, do you have more of that? And we were talking about having to buy more from the convenience <laughs> store.
3: Yeah. Someone was asking if they, like, delivered. And my first thought was, like, the Bowser phone in Mario Party. Oh my god. Can, like, call, up, call up Bowser Jr. and buy items from him.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, you invented the Shreds phone. Exactly. I love that we just say things and Dan has to live with those consequences.
0: I think that's the point of role-playing, Alex. I think <laughs> you've boiled it out to it. I
1: think that, it's not, that doesn't always have to be. I feel like that's slightly more an improv thing. Usually players have a little less control over the narrative. <laughs> but I, I like it and I'm glad that Dan works with us to make those things manageable.
3: I mean, I like meticulously plan stuff and whatever, but when it comes to role playing, like, I feel like the improv is the most fun part. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. gets me to actually like, activate my brain a little bit.
2: I feel like my best moments are also improv. Like when a Siri and Pony had that moment a couple of sessions ago, where Assyrian was all worried and Pony was like, don't worry, we'll find some clothes in your
0: size. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I was worried about. <laughs> God. So good, though. I just appreciate like the physical comedy Pony keeps doing. We're worried about the floor falling out and the series like, Do you want me to carry you? <laughs> and she did, and Pony's very grateful for that. She's if she
2: can't be a unicorn, she can at least be a water horse. A seahorse. <laughs> a seahorse. I
3: feel like it's very appropriate that during this session there was a lot of picking up.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although that's She's just not a serious thing. She's picked up a lot of people throughout. <laughs> because sometimes she takes things too literally.
1: Well, speaking of falling down, we run into Steinway, who appears to also have some sort of romantic history with Skavone.
0: Does everyone date this fucking trombone?
3: I mean, yeah.
0: Yeah. There's a reason he's we, we, a
3: fucking trombone. I've definitely known trombone players who are like that. Yeah. You could point at, like, a random person in the band, and they've probably been involved <laughs> intimately at some point. I'm gonna put a warning on this one for trombone players. <laughs> It's okay, I can reclaim it.
0: (laughs) It's okay, they already know.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It's intentional. By Icon, Skabone has another X in this room. By Icon. So Steinway, who I believe is...
0: He's a piano. Steinway's just like, no, you don't get to pass because I want to be at the top and you're going down. I'm going to activate this trapdoor And then Smug's like, I don't know about that. And then turns (laughs) invisible.
1: There's a little between that. (laughs) He hits one of the traps and goodbye, Symphonius, right down the trap. And then Smog starts trying to rally the people, and he's like, look at how the powerful push the buttons (laughs) of power. (laughs) Look at what the top of the charts are
3: doing.
0: Smog's manifesto is the common (laughs) instrument. Ah.
3: Steinway definitely has his like cronk moment where he accidentally hits the wrong trap
0: the <laughs> wrong lever.
3: because he's trying to get and like as revenge, but no, mm-hmm. it, it's poor Symphonius.
2: <laughs> Symphonius really can't catch a brick. I know he's supposed to be our antagonist, but still,
3: I didn't see any pictures or anything. So in my mind, he looked like Thelonius from Shrek.
0: Oh my God.
3: <laughs> Maybe that's just because I'm always thinking about Shrek.
0: That's fair. I will consider that when I drop the funniest.
1: I don't remember if we've talked about this on the podcast, but Carolyn, the reason that you chose a Shrek world character was because I was to Michael like, you could totally play a Shrek character if you did your sichel right? That's why that came up.
2: I think so. We were definitely talking about like Shrek and funny alternatives to fairy tales. It's been a while though.
1: Well, Smog is invisible. He finds a button to push, is not sure exactly what it'll do, but holds on to it to see if a musical battle will happen. And a series starts trying to talk Steinway into joining the group.
0: Listen, all I'm saying is the more the merrier. It makes sense because the more people we have on our dance battle side, the more like stat bonuses we get. But also in a series community, working together is the biggest most important virtue that you can do. So it makes sense for her to be like, why don't you come onto our team so we can take it to the top together?
3: Yeah, what's more exciting in music than a collaboration?
0: We're going to make like a fucking super group. It's going to be great. Mm-hmm. We're going to be the next weather report.
3: It definitely works into our like theme of just
1: completely dismantling what the music battles mean as a group coming through here. <laughs> I love it. But yeah, he does not relent. And so Smog hits the button and away goes Steinway down the hole.
0: Classic, timeless, perfect gag. Perfect. The only thing Siri had qualms with is that nobody knows where these things go. And then she's like, well, how are you going to collect your victims then?
3: <laughs> your victims.
0: You're going to eat them, right? <laughs> like, what's the point of having a trap?
3: It's like when you have a mess and you just shove it in the closet and you're like, I'll deal with that later. But then you don't. See, Siri doesn't know what a closet is. Good for her.
1: Mermaids don't have things.
0: No, <laughs> they don't. We keep moving on along. We come to a fork in the road, but there's like five or six paths to choose. And we hear music coming from, like, four of them. And we're like, where do we go? There's so many options.
1: I had not used my move. I was different then, where you can find a different version of yourself to get some advice. So Smog called up a surfer version of himself that was just wearing swim trunks and told us to run down one of the hallways before disappearing.
0: At full speed, which makes me question what would happen if we had, like, dallied or tarried at all.
1: I should also mention that Geyser helped with this by making a balloon animal of smog, and then it got crystallized and hurt her because anytime somebody helps with this magic, it hurts, I guess.
0: This is why you shouldn't mess with the time stream. <laughs> <laughs> it's just coming back to get you.
1: Hey, it got us where we needed it on time, so I think it was worth it.
0: I don't know. Was there any particular reason why you wanted this version of smog to be a surfer?
1: It's just the next one I thought up, and I hadn't really readied a third version at this point, so. I was, like, kicking myself when Shred came around, because I was worried that I would have to use the move again close to that, and people would just be like, oh, you stole Shred's thing.
0: <laughs> I don't know if anyone would have thought that.
1: We put some distance between it, so I was happy.
0: That's fair. I like a serious response to this, is like, what part of me did you pull that out
1: And <laughs> just looks until I see a little flicker from the abyss from the point.
0: Uh, don't touch that, that's not
1: yours. <laughs>
0: We run. Geyser takes the lead here, and then we come to the highest point of the pyramid. People's ears start popping, which I don't think fish ears pop, but I need to relook at the vestibular system. Everyone runs up. Geyser takes the lead here and looks out and sees the storm of the sound cloud, and then sees Stradivarius like staring melodramatically over the horizon line with their back turned towards us. So we have a moment to like stop and think about what we're gonna do going forward here. And to admire the beautiful setup he has clearly posed for. Mm-hmm.
1: And to think of the giant crowd.
0: As we were traversing through the pyramid, more and more instruments have been like gathering around the pyramid in expectation for the show.
1: Including the bandits that we ran into before, and Smog gives a word of warning to the crowd through the cameras. Watch out for those bandits. Damn, snitch moment. <laughs> I'm not letting those pots and pans steal anything from anybody. <laughs> no points, no rankings stolen. You're not going to steal fame from people.
0: We did steal all of it from everyone. So.
3: <laughs> I can't believe you would be panphobic during Pride Month, Oh first my God. of all. I'm um, potphobic. I'm potphobic as well.
0: My three weed smoking girlfriends. <laughs>
3: <laughs> You're so right. That's uh, Skybone's life now.
0: There's three weed smoking
3: coffee.
0: Yeah. <laughs> they all smoke weed.
3: Maybe. <laughs> we still haven't established if they have mouths or lungs or whatever, but life runs away.
1: We have to ask Dan what World of Song drugs are like.
0: <laughs> <laughs> More world building. I'm sure he'll appreciate it.
1: Want a spicy note?
3: Ew. I
0: don't, I don't <laughs> like that tone of voice. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's, it's giving brown note. <laughs>
0: No!
3: <laughs> Got some shatter for you.
0: No. <laughs> no. We start formulating a plan because series is like, all right, what exactly are we doing here? Because we've batted around a couple ideas, but she was like, let's get on the same page so that we're all prepared for what will inevitably be the final showdown here. Tal brings up that we're bringing the cloud inside and that we need to figure out how to do that and what is the best plan to do that.
1: Initially, the only person that Asiri pulls aside is Tao. and I think for good reason. But then Bone also hangs out in this conversation.
0: In the minute, I was like, it makes sense because this version of Tao is an instrument as well. And of course, Bone is. So they would probably have the most natural affinity for whatever energy that we've been using in these dance battles to bring down the cloud itself. So I was like, okay, this is probably one of the better conduits. But then Eupharo comes up and is like, hey, triangle child, look at this baby. They can help you, but there's 30 of them. And I'm like, yes, give me that. <laughs> P- picks up baby.
1: Give him a little kiss on the way down.
0: She does, and she's like, you are precious, and if anything happens to you, I will destroy everyone in this village. An entire kindergarten class full of triangles. Get kissy, idiot. I've had triangle
1: <laughs> children for five minutes.
0: Literally, I love them. I'm obsessed. <laughs> well, that's because the triangle is the best instrument in the world. <laughs>
1: It's hmm. like the one thing I didn't play when
3: I was in percussion. Damn. <laughs> never seen like this Even I played a triangle.
0: Smog takes Pony and Geyser off to their side and has a little conversation with them too.
1: Yeah, the Smog was more going along the lines of the series getting some plan to do what we really need done, but we also need to work on the social issue of having the instruments of this world accept it. I've been buttering them up, but I can't hammer it home. Geyser, you know how to manipulate people's emotions. Pony, everybody understands that you're a hero. I think you need to be in charge of getting the social portion of this done.
2: And that was kind of a challenge for Pony and also me, because she tries to be a hero, but she's not quite a leader yet, if that makes Sense. She is a herd animal, so she does tend to follow the crowd. And so her thought was she'll follow a series lead. But then when Smog was telling her, actually, you are the one who needs to convince people that a series, right? She was like, oh shit, how am I gonna back up a series? How am I gonna do more than back up a series? <laughs>
0: I think I mentioned this last episode, too, but, like, I'm obsessed with Pony and a series BFF situation. It's, like, the cutest thing that's arose from this game.
2: (laughs) The largest person in the group and the smallest person in the group. I love the height difference. Yes.
1: (laughs) I mean, Smog and Pony aren't too far off either, except for maybe Smog's ears, so we also have that fun rivalry. I think if we were going to have like an opening sequence to an animated thing it'd be so funny to have a Siri like glaring at, or maybe glaring in like the middle distance at smog floating up.
0: <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> <At the laughs> she's still pretty pissed at him.
1: <laughs> Geyser does take this more to heart though. At least she she tries to do something in the battle that convinces her to at least try something. So yeah we don't really check in with each other after those conversations because it seemed like a Siri Wanted to pull people off and not talk to the rest of the group and then what smog was asking the others to do wasn't as important to inform each other about it. So we just started walking in.
0: The reason I did that was because I was like, I don't want smog to be like your plan's stupid, so I'm just going to remove that factor <laughs> entirely. It was very much like, I don't need Alexander telling me what to do. That was the entire motivation <laughs> behind that position. <laughs> <decision. laughs>
1: That's so funny. <laughs> Like the thing is, smog probably would have been fine with it, would have not had anything to say in that conversation at all, would have just sat there.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's
1: just so worried. It's fine. <laughs> it worked out. We start walking up, and Stradivarius gets blasted down by Symphonius appearing and tossing the mask away at Geyser when she asks about it.
0: I love that, because he, he just, like, warps in. He's like, you forgot I could teleport, right? <laughs> it's, like, the most extra fucking entrance imaginable.
1: KP brain You teleport. What a smarmy little guy. What a Gary o.
0: I fucking love Symphonias. So funny. Dan absolutely nailed this character. All the tropes of a rival, but all the tropes of somebody who thinks they're, like, that good. And in reality, he was pretty fucking good. He's just a fucking brat. He
1: was born to meet the moment that Eupharo created. We've established that before. He was at once billed to excel in this society, and destroy it, which is horrible. What a horrible lot in life.
0: I do feel bad for him a little bit, because we do basically take away a lot of what he wants at the end.
1: Yeah, his vision was to share the power of the billboard with everyone, to take it so that he could pass it out. And we are like, actually, the concept of the billboard ruling all of society sucks, so we're going to hide it away a little bit. Very different visions for the future there.
0: Yeah, we just need to make it more applied, and we're going to turn this into the NFL of this world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: I think at one point our goal was to destroy it, and I'm kind of glad we backtracked on that a bit. It doesn't
0: seem as disruptive. The way it was explained, like Eupharo set this entire thing in motion, but the people quickly accepted it and played into it. So it wasn't as if they were all strong-armed into making this like a societal custom. Some portion of the people do like this and do enjoy it. It's just weird and obtrusive that it has usurped the entirety of society.
1: I'm thinking about how that relates to the real world. Like, I don't hate all pop music. I don't think it should stop existing. I think there are a lot of circumstances around it that I do not enjoy, yeah. but there's good music there.
2: Not to be a millennial, but I can't help but think of the TikTokification of every single website. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Spotify, stop trying to feed me video. Please stop. I guess we should talk a little bit about what happened in the actual battle, though.
0: That might make sense, Yeah.
3: At some point.
0: I mean, a lot happened. <laughs> this, this this was a longer fight for us.
3: Well, the last one wasn't even a fight. He just fell in a hole. <laughs> 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 We've all been there. Yeah, a lot of great about Signori needing to be more careful with his holes. Yeah. <laughs> Getting him to tickle his ivories one more time. Oh my god! But he declined.
1: The first big thing that happens in this fight is geysers. Long and somewhat confusing speech (laughs) to the crowd. And then trying to play off Symphonius and calling bullshit on him framing the party as evil. That's his good.
0: I love this moment. I think Dee had a lot of fun with this moment. I have no idea what Geyser was trying to say.
1: It seemed to have won some people over. It kind of made sense to me. And it worked as... Geyser trying this out for the first time. Mm-hmm. I love that D had Geyser transform into a giant rainbow concert speaker for this as well.
0: Yeah, that way everyone around us could hear it.
1: Get it all the way down to the cheap seats in the crowd. Yes.
0: It was very impassioned. I kind of like that though, because Geyser, for the most part, as we've seen, has worked people either like, one-on-one or maybe in like smaller groups. This was like the first real big public speaking application that they've done. It makes a lot of sense that they would stumble over their words with that level of pressure given what's going on here.
1: It's a good start, though. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to see if D takes that anywhere.
0: Oh, here's a thought, because Geyser has been so interested in science. At some point, Geyser turns into a teacher, just like a classroom lecturer.
1: That could be interesting. Geyser becomes the mystic.
0: Ooh, that'd be fun. (laughs) I appreciate the moment, the banter between Symphonius and Geyser here, but Geyser's just like talking about the game that they played earlier with the squirty racehorses. I took your orb from you, but I gave it back. And then Symphonius goes to the crowd, see, they took my orb from me. They still have it. And the series is just like, nope, free balls are back into. (laughs) (laughs) Symphonius is back. No, I don't. Not a lie, still hilarious.
1: <laughs> oh, very silly. Uh, there's technically a separate musical battle going on with Efero, the Triangle Children, and Theremin versus the SoundCloud. But the energy is still getting shunted around physically so that it hits the SoundCloud.
0: Yes. Basically what Siri the told everyone was, like, anytime you can deflect it, deflect it up into the SoundCloud. That way it just, like, takes the brunt force of all of this energy to corrupt it.
1: But so doesn't stop Stradivarius from just going, like, I want to hurt this man. He's yeah. being annoying. I'm going to shoot my bow at this man.
0: Being annoying, you literally kicked me down when I was like about to start what should have been the final fight. He has every right to be pretty peeved about it. I think it's just funny, instead of just participating in the battle as normal, he's just like, nah, I'm gonna fucking block you in the face.
1: Time to smash.
0: And we get the best moment of the campaign, which is...
1: <laughs> of the campaign? Whoa. Or whoa. at least of
0: this world, I guess. The best moment of this world. <laughs> the triangle children... Who are obstensibly a hive mind form together and go a Pokemon evolution and turn into the tubular bells and they are gigantic.
1: Literally, Dan says the text box appears and says what triangle children are evolving, and then triangle children evolved into tubular bells.
0: And they're massive. They've never really talked, they've just sort of chimed, but now we have like a big gong whenever they make a sound, and it's awesome.
1: See, so yeah, as we keep shunting energy into this, it dissipates, losing the form of the SoundCloud and eventually losing the billboard. And Smog flies up to Symphonius and says, like, you're not gonna get anything out of this anymore. No one is, I forfeit. And that puts him off just enough that he gives one final strike to the SoundCloud.
0: And that's when a series strikes.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I love this. I was like, all right, well, I've switched playbooks. Like, I haven't had an actual moment to use any of my skills in my new playbook until now. So I was like, oh, this would be a fun way to do it. I used the move from the Prodigy, Dual Identity, and I just let the Abyss take over, and just, like, water rushes up, black ink goes everywhere, the Kraken up-releases, grabs all of the energy of the SoundCloud, and the world takes it and drains inside the pyramid. It was awesome.
1: Yep, and during this, Symphonia steps out of Bounds, and the confetti pops up, and music battle's over for no rewards because the series up in the sky playing with that
0: (laughs) i have taken the cloud from you
1: my cloud now it's
0: my cloud now
1: steals your vape
0: no (laughs) (laughs) where's my jewel oh my god (laughs) i like the moment there at the end when everyone's just kind of sitting there because there's no point anymore the confetti is just falling and Symphonius is just like somberly standing there
1: yeah, we have a little chat, like, hey, is this really going to work? It's not your problem
3: anymore.
0: <laughs> I love his question is, did the mermaid eat the sound thug? Which I think would have been a funny alternate universe if that's what really happened. I don't know what that entails, but I do like the possibility of it. Does
1: that mean a Siri has a billboard just displaying somewhere on her every once in a while? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Tubular Bells wants to find a Siri, so we ask Eupharo if they know I have any traps around to get us back to the start, and they're like, Yeah, well, I don't fucking walk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, said, I love you Pharaoh, so much. <laughs> what a fucking smarmy bitch. I love them.
1: <laughs> and we catch up with the Siri after she's installed the billboard into a TV.
0: Am I installed crudely shoving this energy into a television? It works. She has no idea what she's doing. She's like, I've seen people in sequence charter to touch TVs, so <laughs> this should be fun. <laughs> like honestly, I'm surprised Tao is so willing to go along with a series plan here. Because when she was discussing it, they were like, Are you in control of yourself? And was so like, Yeah, I am now. What happened before was an accident. I woke up and didn't realize what was going on. But now that I'm fully aware of everything, it shouldn't be a problem. And I think, if memory serves, Tau still had a Dark Link with me at the time. I don't remember if that's changed or not.
1: I don't remember if you worded it like this way on purpose, but somewhere in there, if I remember correctly, there's like a like you. And I think that is what resonated with Zach. It's like, oh, right. Tau just had this moment where their world was soup. And they had to like pull everything together. And that was the same moment that Asiri had. Yeah. And if Smog had one of those moments, you guys didn't get to see it.
0: (laughs) Shake's fist. (laughs) smog's hiding things
1: (laughs) yeah siri passes off the world core to tau it flutters off through the portal and then takes us through as well
0: and the alarms go off because we've triggered the motion sensors
1: yeah we said a little goodbye to skybone yeah i think smog asked if they were gonna open up a hot topic yes (laughs)
3: smog did ask that well are they it's yet to be seen i don't know how successful malls are in this world There's a whole fashion pagoda.
1: He was from there. That's the only reason I ask is like, what do I put together with the fashion you're talking about, ska, and not having to do music anymore?
3: (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. I mean, even when you're not doing music anymore, the ska and you never really dies. (laughs) That's true. The upstrokes are just always there. He opens up an escort service. No. Maybe. No. (laughs) I don't know if I was getting this across very well. He's not intentionally like a playboy or like trying to cheat or whatever. He's just so oblivious and stupid. (laughs) that These kind of situations just happen to him.
0: I don't know if that makes it better or worse.
3: (laughs) He's a Scott Pilgrim. He's a little bit of a Larry (laughs) Butts.
0: What would you have done differently?
3: I don't know. I I feel like I had fun with it. Maybe I would have done a little more pre-planning stuff. But I feel like it kind of went better because I didn't. So...
1: We love Scott Bone. We love Scott Bone's romantic misadventures. <laughs> we love Scott Bone's musical energy, all of it.
3: Playing Scott Bone really got me like in the right mindset for the Ska show I went to yesterday. <laughs> makes me want to pick the trombone real bad, but pick it up. Pick it up. I haven't in a while. We got to put it
1: in context.
3: We played one day. You had the show the other day, and now the day after we're recording. yes, exactly. It's been a busy week. But for me it was a Tuesday. <laughs> or as I like to call it, Wednesday.
0: <laughs> Today's Thursday. Friday
3: comes afterwards. <laughs>
0: it's Friday. I'm in love. No. I wish Pony
2: had interacted more with the little triangle children before they became one huge creature, or I guess person or mecca. I kind of envisioned them as a mecca made up of several parts, but they're definitely larger now and less cute. I feel like that was a bit of a
0: wasted opportunity on Pony's part. I'll have any regrets this time. So I think everything kind of played out the way I wanted it to, the way I expected it to, I guess. I'm very satisfied with how the end happened, so I'm cool. I
1: think I took point more than I've been trying to, but I've also tried to use that as a way to drag other people in, like, especially Michael Wiscato and I, like, tried to direct you toward things to get you in there. Yeah. So I'm kind of, like, back and forth on how much I want to do that for future sessions. But I think it worked here. I think it was good.
0: All right, let's get into the resolution phase—the segment of the show where we each get to say something about the game with no responses. What is your final say on this session, Carolyn? It was an honor to skink with you,
2: Skabone. I hope our paths cross again. I'm not really on any social medias. If you're in my discords, you're in my discords. But if you're not in my discords, I guess you can find me wandering around the woods trying to figure out which mushrooms are edible and which are not. <laughs> and for you,
0: Michael?
3: I guess all I have to say is that Dan should prepare himself for some light bullying from me to try to reprise this Scott Bone situation, because I will be annoying about it. I have a little blog where I write about music and various other things. And by that I mean I've only done it once. So if I plug it here, that will incentivize me to like actually do stuff with it. If you're interested in any of that, it's all at penguininthepit.wordpress.com. Or if you want to see me be really annoying, you can follow me on Twitter at PenguinGengar. That's about it. I don't really do a whole lot, so I have nothing else to really plug. But Resolve after play podcast, like, <laughs> like, subscribe, <laughs> tell your friends, put stickers up in the bathroom at the local bar. What
0: about you, Alex?
1: Tao took a light link with Skabone. So, I don't know, maybe there's something going on there. Maybe the Drugal future is in jeopardy. You can find me on Twitter at shining crowbat. This week, I recommend Don't Take It Personally, Babe. It just ain't your story. This is a free visual novel about being a teacher, managing a class in the near future, where they are forced to engage with this basically spying class social network system where they can see all of the kids' interactions. It has a lot of interesting stuff to say about how the youth might use technology going forward in order to evade this sort of invasion of privacy. It's also just very funny and very queer.
0: And for myself. Michael, I'm very grateful that you had the chance to come on to the show and the game with us, and I hope to see you again. I'm sure lots of mischief will be made. You can find me slipping through into the mirror dimension where I know all of your inverted flaws. This has been Resolve, an Afterplay show. You can find us online at most social media sites at Resolve AP.
1: Except Instagram, which is at Resolve Afterplay.
0: Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us today. You can buy the game we're playing, Interstitial, Our Hearts Intertwined, from its creator, Riley Hopkins, at linksmithgames.com.
1: All links will be included in the episode description.
0: Thank you so much for listening. We end our turn here, so now it's your turn. Tell us what's happening in your game.